here today with Rael. He's got a story to tell, and he's from Queens. He's got a lot of music out on SoundCloud. I think his best song is Time. That's the best one, in my opinion. Oh, where are you, Jagging Tom? Yeah. Appreciate that. And, uh, yeah, Time is a good one. I'm not going to lie. A lot of people, um, a lot of people is jacking that one. I'm not going to lie. That's mm -hmm. a fun song to perform, so. Mm -hmm. yeah. Let's go back to the beginning. So when did you start rapping, or who was someone that inspired you most, or what was your introduction? That's probably the best way to put it. All right. Man, when it comes to that, bro, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Like, music, music always been a part of the family and stuff like that. So I'm not even gonna like sit here and be like, I started later or something like that. Cause like as a kid, my parents had me in like piano lessons growing up. They had me in vocal lessons growing up. I was singing everywhere I could, bro. Like as a kid, I always grew up as like an entertainer and like I said, like vocal lessons and piano lessons, like I was really a singer growing up. Like I ain't really start getting into like spinning till like, I'm not even gonna lie, like last year. Last year, now this is during COVID. Is this the time where you kind of started reflecting on what you were doing in music and you said, I wanna start spitting now? Fake, let's say like a couple months before COVID actually hit, cause I had, I had a track with my son Twan where I was the first time I was real right spitting, where I was um I let her love. That was the first track that I, I real right like, you know, like let me get on this and let me like show the niggas what I could real right do. So but yeah, I'm curious to hear your first track that you made ever to the point where people listen to it and they say that you got this, that you could do this as a career. What's crazy is my first track was an R&B track. It's on my SoundCloud, the only one. That was my first track ever that I wrote right, went to the studio, recorded. And it's crazy how that whole situation happened because it was just like, at first when I went mm -hmm. to the studio, I just went in the studio, we recorded it. Back then, I ain't really know much about like how to record a song and all that. Like I did because I used to do it like at my man's crib, but we, this is the first time in the studio. So we only booked it for an hour. Cause like niggas didn't really have bread like that. Booked it for an hour, recorded the whole song in an hour with the, with the ad libs, with all that, like the harmonies and everything. And um, the engineer, my man's was a intern at that studio. So the engineer that was over there, he's like, he's cool with him. He's like, he's seen him. He was like, bro, not gonna lie to you. This is the first time I've ever seen like this engineer role right actually bump or like actually like, you know, jacking like people's music. Cause he'll just be in the stool, just like quiet, just chilling type shit. And I'm just like, damn. So once we recorded that, um, I put a teaser out like a couple of days later on like Instagram. And this is back when I barely had like a thousand followers. So I put it on Instagram and I barely got a thousand followers. And like that first like week or two, like got mad views on the video. And my Snapchat, that was, I'm not gonna lie, I did most of my, my promotion on Snapchat and that's where it was blowing up. Like my views was, was jumping. I got people worldwide sending me like snaps of my song, like all that. And mind you, this was only on SoundCloud. So I was like, I was just gaining traction on SoundCloud for like a little bit. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that was like that first song ever. 
how can we think it, it's only on certain platforms that you're doing the most numbers compared to something like Instagram? Because you would think Instagram is the number one source right now, but you got to think about it as well, that there's so many artists out there that you can't even really tell who's serious anymore and who's doing it just to get followers. You know no, what I mean? No, nah, word. I'm not even going to lie. It's more the fact that the Instagram algorithm is always changing. And a lot of people just aren't like in tune with that. So it's just like, you really got to just understand like Instagram, the new real right wave right now for everybody is real right. TikTok, like TikTok, you, you can literally just blow up overnight. So it's just like, um, like on some real, like real shit, like TikTok is really where it's at right now. Like a lot of people been getting into that. A lot of people been getting put on with that. And you know, like, Instagram, I feel like a lot of people move from TikTok and then just like, all right, here, follow my Instagram. And that's where the traction be coming from. And TikTok, that's the one that's really taken off right now. What's your number one song right now as far as streams and hits and views go on social media? Um, No Hezzy. No Hezzy? Yeah, that's on SoundCloud too. I checked that out. Yeah, No Hezzy, I think we we close to, I want to say like, 30k streams all together and we dropped wow. it like a little a little less than a month ago yeah good for you when are you gonna get the visuals developed because um, i think that's what's gonna really take your career off as soon as you get those visuals on a youtube channel or even have the backing the promotion of a platform such as world star hip-hop um yeah i'm not gonna lie I was supposed to drop it a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie. Like I'm a lot of people that know me, they know like, yeah, this he, like this nigga is always like parlaying when it comes to like dropping like visuals and all that stuff. But not um what happened like behind the scenes and stuff like that, I was just um I was just looking for like platforms to real right, like understand how to properly promote yourself as an independent artist. And a lot of people don't seem to like realize that because there's a lot more to being an independent artist than it is just like making a song and then just thinking it. Cause like we try, like me and my team, we trying to build up our label. We trying to build up our brand all together as like a team. Cause like we've been doing this together for so long. So it's just like, um, like on some real shit, like we're trying to, you know, make everything as professional and as like organized as possible. So that's just in the long run, like like I said, that brand has been already built. And cause I feel like the most important thing is your name and your brand. So like you build that up properly, like you literally could do anything. You were born, now you were born in Queens. You've been in Queens your whole life. Yeah, I was, I grew up in Queens since like I was born. Oh, that's, that's interesting because I, you know, I, you may know where I'm going to go with this because someone that respects that New York hip hop, the boom bap, the, the classic sound, what made you want to dive into, which is the new sound? I mean, you're a younger person, so I get it. Bro, I'm not even going to lie to you. It's not anything like I've just been trying to dive into no new sounds or anything like that. Like I real right grew up as a singing nigga, like I real right grew up just yeah. listening to the, whether it was like R&B, whether it was like like gospel music, cause like a lot of people don't understand, like that's where the real singers really be at. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like a lot of y'all haven't really heard me singing for real, for real yet. So it was like, I, 
like I grew up on that bass. So then when it just came to applying that to my regular music, like even like with No Hezzy, a lot of people was really jacking that song because of the fact that it's like, is he singing on a drill beat right now? Like a lot of people don't like seem like I'm doing my own thing because it's like I'm putting me into it. It's more of I'm just putting what I grew up in into my music. So that's interesting. Yeah. So you're, you're one of the first out here to really start singing on a drill beat. It's interesting that that's how you started out. And even when you were singing gospel, who are the R&B artists that you listened to growing up mainly? Uh, Chris Brown is a big, is a big um, inspiration for me. Um, high school was a lot of Tory Lanez. Um, Bryson, Brent Fires, um, that was a lot during high school. But like, like growing up, I feel like everybody listens to Drake. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's always gonna be up there. Um, just a couple of T-Pain is a big um, influence too. Cause like a lot of people don't realize, like I, I, I personally feel like T-Pain don't get the, the respect he deserves. Like that man really like paved a new way of like sound for the whole industry. So he did. Like, uh, yeah, I listen to a lot. And like, even the girl, like the female artists, like Rihanna, you know, uh, who else was that? Adele is tough. A lot of people don't, don't be know. Oh, like I, she has, she, she has a, a cult following when it comes to R&B as well, nah, because people that, love her vocals. That's soul right there, bro. Like, yeah, it is. Don't, <laughs> people don't realize like soul really, like if you can really make people feel you just by your voice, like really touch people just by your voice. Like that's a real talent right there. And you could do that live recording, all that, bro. Like, I'm not gonna lie, bro. Like that, that's real. That's a real talent right there. Yeah, it is. Just by your voice. Oh, so, it is. Trust me. Trust yeah. me. I understand. I've heard multiple rappers and R&B singers bring her up in my interviews. And it's, it's always a shock because you think she just has that pop audience and She's a big white following, and no, like she's respected nah. by R&B singers and rappers out here, and it's crazy. We're in the hood, the hood, the hood, the hood folk with a dog. Oh man! Now, for you as a singer, do you feel as though you need auto tune because you said you could sing gospel? So I don't think you do. So, I personally, like even on my tracks, I have auto tune, but I have it at like a minimal. Like all mm -hmm. my engineers, I only work with like like two three real right like people like i've kept like a good relationship with them and um shout out my son Twan, shout out my son ross um yeah i don't like i don't really like putting a lot of auto-tune in my um shit but because it has to sound professional and like industry standards is real right like you have some sort of auto-tune but i don't like to put too much so like I'll, I'll I'll record with it, but it's normally at a minimal. Mm -hmm. Have you tried recording without it at all? Yeah, for yeah. a fact. Yeah. yeah, but it's just like I said, if you want it to sound like in industry standard, you're gonna add like a little, just like just cause like that's part of like, you know, mm -hmm. just the wave. And this is where the complication comes in. How come you think that's the industry standard? Because we look back at the early 2000s and I'm not even going to head back into the 90s. Singers can sing without that. They don't need that. Why is that the industry standard right now? Because you can do it without the auto-tune. You said it. Because I, I think 
Hey, I'm ready to I'm ready to get back to the real music without auto tune. Let's see the the raw vocal ability. That's how I am. You see, I don't I used to feel the same way, but then I started seeing auto tune as an instrument instead of a tool. A lot of people don't aren't capable of doing that. And that's the reason why I say like Tory Lanez is an inspiration for me, T-Pain. T-Pain is the one that really brought that auto-tune wave into the industry. And since he's brought it in, no one's been able to stop using it, you feel me? So it's like, um, I feel like one, a lot of people like the sound of it, so they're not gonna get rid of it. And two, like, not to like, you know, shoot shots on anybody, but not everybody is a singer, you feel me? Like, <laughs> people be really- It's true. But yeah, that's it's, how I feel about it. It's true. I want there to be, I want there to be a balance. I want, I want that raw vocal to come back. I want to see who can really stick in here with all these other artists out here. I want to see it. I want to see who can really do it. And if you can't, you know, it's kind of that saying, something's not meant for everyone. Music's not meant for everyone. If you feel as though these artists can't do it, they shouldn't be doing it because I feel as though, I feel as though auto-tune is a crutch for some people. There's some people that make it useful, like T-Pain, like you said, and they actually do something with it. Then I feel as though you are you just get on there and you spit garbage and yeah. it's the auto-tune that really makes you instead of you making the auto-tune. Like I said, bro, there's people that use it as a tool a real right tool and there's people that use it as a as an instrument and i like to see myself as a person that uses mm -hmm. it as an instrument i want to know your opinion of growing the fan base on social media nowadays we're in the, the cloud chasing era that's what i call it and you're trying to gain a fan base you're trying to gain an audience and you have probably out of your followers how many followers do you have on instagram Two point nine, close to three. I say probably two thousand of those followers are rappers. I'm gonna say that right now <laughs> because that's how everyone is nowadays. I mean, everyone thinks they're a rapper. So when it's someone that's really gifted in this and this is what their passion is, it's hard to stick out because everyone and their mommy is a rapper, and that's not right. So I want your opinion on that and how you think that you can branch out and stick out amongst all these clout chasers. I mean gotta stay true to yourself there's not like there's only one you and a lot of people don't seem to realize that they're trying to be the next pop like that's how i feel like all of new york city was being for a minute trying to be the next pop rest rest in peace like he really put on for new york but he put on because he was the only one to do it like he was the only one to be himself everybody's trying to be the next person that's already out when there's nobody doing what you like. Once you find your true talent and like your like true personality and all that, there's nobody that can be you better than you. So why not just do that? Because everybody wants a personality now. Like we wasn't outside for a whole year. So there was no performances. There was no like nothing like that. So it's like, it's really just the music and what you're doing that people could see. So it's like, Interviews, you know, everybody was doing interviews. Everybody. Oh, Anthony, don't get me started about that. I mean, it's just, you know, everyone thinks they're a journalist. Give me a break. Everyone can have anyone on there. It's it, it, this whole social media era. It's just, 
it makes it worse for the people who are truly invested in this. You know, I, I, get, I have a degree in broadcast journalism as of next week. And, you know, everyone else on Instagram can go and interview someone and they think they're a journalist. It's not how it works. You know, same with you. Not everyone can have the same talents as you as a rapper, but they go and do it because it's trendy or it, please, this social media era makes it sick. And, and you have people out here buying fake checks on Instagram. That's another thing that really gets to me because it kind of taints the hard work of a real celebrity. A lot of these people that have blue checks on Instagram, they're not celebrities. Nah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Pop Smoke was a celebrity, but all these other drill rappers out here, right? Just anyone that's out here that has a blue check, you can pay for that. And you're not on that level. You know what I mean? That's just because of blue, blue checks really have to be, you know, Instagram really needs to do background checks on these profiles because. You could, you could honestly see it. Cause how you want to have a blue check and then get 200 likes. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I regress. I don't, I stopped caring about social media at this point, even though I feel like it's a point where like you need it. We in an age where you need it. That's the way you make money. But I feel like, like I said, you stay true to yourself. You're going to draw that crowd. You just wait. You just keep doing what you're doing. Like I said, I'm just an independent thing and making music right now. Like, I'm chilling. And you're I fine do. with being independent. You're fine Cause with it. Because the opportunities have came where, like, and it's just, like, I just care, honestly, like, for the ownership of everything. Like, I do. Like, I've I spent these... Like last couple of months, last couple of like, yeah, good couple of months understanding the music industry, bro. Like it's not, I don't want to say it's not hard, but to me, I see the music industry as a game. And it's just like, once you start like really being active in it and you real right, just realize how everything is going on, you'll be in tune and you like, it's going to skyrocket from there. So you were observing the music industry for the last couple of months. You were kind of observing how it moves, and now you're trying to understand that and what you could play the game and get in yourself. Hell yeah, bro. Like, on some, like, I see what industry people is doing. I see what independent people are doing. I see what the people that are signing the industry people are doing. Like, I'm seeing all that, and it's just like, all right, cool. I'm observing. A lot of people who are fans don't realize what's going on, but, and then it's just like, nah, I, I get it. Like, <laughs> I don't see it. Y'all don't need to understand it because y'all just a fan, y'all all that stuff. But I, I'll preed it. I'm about to use this shit. I'm about to apply it to my, my own career. What's the closest you've been to getting a, maybe a big feature or connecting with a big artist? Oh, Honestly, I mean, I wouldn't say a big feature, but a big, I had big showcase opportunities. So like last year before COVID hit, like literally a week before COVID hit, um, I go to, I go to school up in Buffalo and my school had um, a show. Yeah, about last year, like back in March of last year, um, it was a, a, a showcase, that was a fashion show. At my, at my school, like big, big fashion show, Black Explosion, shout out on um, BSU. Uh, they, they had me open up for the show. And um, Chef G was there. Chef G performed. Sleepy Hollow performed. Eli Frost performed. Um, who else? Uh, 
Cleo Trapper was like the host. I don't know if you if you know her. She'd be popping on IG. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was that was a good show. I ended up pulling up with my man's Lenny and Torn. You know, Two CB Mafia had my had my guys out with me. It was we was all doing our thing. Did like, you go up to Chef G and Sleepy and Eli and connect with them at all? See, I had the opportunity to, but that was back when it was like I. Ain't, I ain't really want to like, I ain't really want to look like a fiend because it was still like, I, he's, he's like, I didn't use my opportunities wisely enough to the point where it was like, I, yeah, he, I like, you know, go up to them and be like this and the third. Cause they were on the, like, the, the show was a long show. So like I opened up and there was towards the end. So it was like, I wasn't even sure if they was real right there, but it was just a lot of people that was in attendance. So it was like, that got my name around in Buffalo and all that stuff. So like, it was a, it was like a good promotion for me in a way. That's good though. Yeah, at least you're getting some experience out there so that someday when you're on that stage, you know what it's like. Not worry. Yeah, that was like, that was a good experience. And then later on, we was working towards um, performing. We had some showcases lined up right after that because we got that first one out of the way. And then people was reaching out and we had some shows in the works, but like COVID shut everything down. So you go to, you go to school up in Buffalo yeah. right now. You, you go to college up in Buffalo. Is that where it is? Yeah. That, what college you go to? University of Buffalo. University of Buffalo. And how do you like the Buffalo movement up there? Because I'm probably sure you're tuned in with Griselda a little bit. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not. You're not tuned in with Griselda with Benny the Butcher and all of them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Benny. Yeah, everybody in both. Like, I won't say, because the thing is, like, on campus, it's a lot of city people that is in there. So it's like, it's really just the city in a different part of New York. Like, it's just like city vibes and just like upstate. But like, once you get out into the actual like Buffalo area, like, yeah, that's when you start seeing like, all right, yeah, there's a lot of a lot of them be really be riding for Benny. I'm not gonna lie to you, like he he been putting on for for both. He's one of those artists, you know. I think, listen, I think artists like you who who are in the new era deserve to have your platform because it's the new sound, new generation. My problem is with these radio stations is why can't these real rappers win too? Why can't we? You know, because then when we had Rap City Basement and all these platforms of people that were actually rapping, because it's really two different styles of hip hop where you guys are more of the new generation. You guys are more you bring you bring the party vibe and then you have the rappers who actually go on there and can really spit some heat. No, yeah, I like to do that. Um, Like the thing is, like, I don't really like to identify myself as a rapper or just like a singer. Like, I really just identify myself as an artist. Mm-hmm. So it's like- Such as like A Boogie. A Boogie does the same thing. Yeah, cause the thing is, like I said, bro, I sing, uh, I, I rap and like, uh, I like to say that being a recording artist and a singer is two different things. Like, cause it's a whole new like science to like everything, bro. Like, it's like, there's so much more that you can do being a recording artist cause now I could record my ad libs. I could record my, like, I could record my like harmonies myself. I could do this, that, and the third. Where you're a singer, you only got one voice. 
to do what you can do. So it's like, even with the engineers getting involved, like I want the track to sound like this. Like I really like take my time when it comes to like thing, like I want the track to sound like this. I want like the beat to like pause right here, have just like my vocals. Or it's like, I want just, I just want to hear the 808s, like channel everything else. And I just want to hear the 808s with my voice so that they can really hear that I'm like, I'm going in right now. There you go, Rael is an artist. I want to hear what you have coming up plan because I know the visuals you had, you've had some visuals tucked in for a while. You're probably working on an album or a project. I'm sure you probably got that coming on the way soon because that's really what's going to set your career forward. Yeah. So basically I never understood, like growing up, I didn't understand, I didn't really understand the importance of an album or like a project for real, for like, I knew you just have a project and you just, you know, put it out. And then like, you know, it's just people listen to it, people listen to it. Cause like, I was like, you know, for the most part, everybody's like big on singles and everything like that. Cause singles is way like you just, you know, promote it individually and you just put it out there. But a lot of people for a, a while have always been asking me for like an album, an EP, a mixtape, but, um, Excuse me. Um, I'm planning. I'm planning on dropping a lot more visuals for the summer. I plan on probably dropping a project for the summer. You know, get like all the, cause I got a bunch of music like in the vault. Like, not gonna lie to you. How many here. songs do you think you got in there? Well, I got stuff from 2019, <laughs> I got stuff from 2020. I got stuff from COVID. Like, if I show you my notes, bro. All right, let me, let's, let's see the notes real quick. You know, pull up the notes. And listen, send that to me. I'll get that in my personal station. Oh, <sighs> bro. Like, that's one note. Uh, this is another one. Got some, some individual stuff right here. Crazy. Man, so this is, this is the 20, 2019 files. Like, bro, I got mass notes. No, bro. <sighs> Send, send whatever you want over, man. I'll get it played for you. If you want to send me the things that you got on your SoundCloud and Apple Music now, I mean, that would probably make most sense if you want me to start playing them on my show because that's what I do. When you guys come on my show, send me what you got. Nah, yeah, got just, unfortunately, there's artists out there that they come on my show, they don't promote the show, and I tell them, send me your music. At least I can get your music played, and they don't send me the music, and it's, and it's a full hour wasted because it's like, why did we sit down? But Send me that music that you have and I'll get that played for you. Cause that's the whole point. The whole point is for me connecting with you is to push you on my station and to push you wherever I go. Say when I make my move into the industry, once I'm graduated here, you know, I want to start my own showcases, bring you through, bring other artists who are serious through because you guys have an all that you could potentially have a big audience out there. A lot of people don't understand the, the, importance of building relationships with people in the industry like when people really say it's more about who you know than like what you know it's it's really a fact because if you even listen to a lot of stories of people in the industry it's like someone real right put them on someone someone was friends with somebody else who you know gave them a feature or like talked to somebody else for them or like something like that just it's always like that and it's just like if you just, if everybody like had 
if everybody worked to like work together just to eat, we wouldn't really be having no problem because we'd all be we'd all be like doing our own thing. Like we'd That's all right. be benefiting. But unfortunately, you have jealousy and all these other things in the world, seven deadly sins out here. No, and it makes it difficult for people to work together to eat. And, you know, that's just the nature of life, really. That's what I'm learning, especially this year. Nature of life isn't isn't so pleasant as we all seem see it to be. But, you know, you got some things on the way. You got visuals on the way. Anything else you want to talk about as far as your music that you have coming up? Anything else in your music career that you want your fans to oh, know? Stay tuned, to be honest. Like, I'm going <laughs> to... I'm really, the best thing about being independent is really because of the fact that like I do stuff on my own time or I do stuff how I feel. And I'm, I honestly like, I'm the in the moment type of nigga where it's just like, I got mad music. I got all this stuff like on some real shit. Like, like bro, we just, I'm always working. Just, I don't have to post on social media to let niggas know. Let people know that you're working. Cause it's just like, Boom, and I pop out. Like niggas didn't know I have so many songs in the vault, but you do. Y'all think I got maybe like because I just got three singles out on Apple Music or like four. How many I got? Y'all just think, oh yeah, that's all he got. He's bro, I got the music. I'm just chilling. Like I said, I took my time to sit back, let people, you know, let people take over, let them do it. Yeah, all they do. I've been sitting back and watching, and just knowing when I. When I start popping out, yeah, it's quiet for a couple of niggas, not going to lie. <laughs> niggas next. Oh, uh, and Rael's up next. And I'll talk sports with you, too. You have a, I see that you have a fitted collection behind you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Got my, got my fitted, got my, my Kobe, Kobe poster, my jersey from high school. Yeah. Oh, is that your jersey when you played in high school? Yeah, I played, um... I played a couple of sports in high school, but my senior year, I, I played ball for a little bit. But what's crazy is I stopped going to practice to start going to the store. That was like when I realized. That's your new sport. Literally, bro, my mind is so active when I write, when I'm recording, when all that stuff. It's just like the thrill I get in the stool is better than any thrill I've gotten playing any sports. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's when I knew it was for me. And obviously it is. It's working out for you. And as far as sports go, basketball was your main one? Nah, sports, high school. All right, in middle school, yeah, it was it was mostly basketball. And then high school, it was mostly soccer. Played um played basketball, played um a little bit of volleyball, ran track a little bit. Like I did, I dabbled in a, a couple, couple sports. So we have a re- renowned athlete here. I mean, you played everything, volleyball, track. Yeah, but like, I never really like stuck with him for real, for real. Cause it was just like, I said, like, once I realized that like, I was really a musician, like an artist, I just, I just stuck with that for real, for real. Like, and went with that full time. What do you think is your rarest fitted that you have? Not gonna lie to you, bro. A lot of these fitness I got people don't have. Shout out my son Ty Caps though. My, my boy right there, but I got I got my two my two prize possessions right here. These are my, my two babies. I still haven't popped out with this one yet. 
Brewer. You got the Brewer. What yeah. it's got, you know, it's a special patch on the side. All Star Game. There you go. Yeah. And then I got my my favorite. My shout out, shout out, amigos. You feel me? The amigos. You got a fitted. You gotta had to show it all. Do it for, the, for culture. the culture. But yeah, those are my those are my my two prized possessions. Yeah, fitteds are blowing up now. That's like the main thing. I'm still in the snapback wave, but I get a couple fitteds once in a while. I'll pick one up if I like it. Nah, where we going? We going? I'm gonna get you into one. My son Ty, we gonna we gonna get yeah. you get you some fitteds. Oh, uh, tell him to look out for an Oriole one with the 1998 bird on it. 1998 bird. You know, you my man's bro. I'm gonna like everybody on this live. They they see it. Everybody that's tuning into the episode, they gonna see. Like I said, I got you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get in tune with my son. We gonna, gonna work that out. Yeah, get in, get that 1998 bird. I, I've been looking for that one. And you know, Raya, I appreciate you coming on the show here. Oh, before we, before we end, being from New York and Queens, who's your basketball team? It better be the Knicks. Don't, don't tell me that. Don't be a hype beast and go for the Nets. Bro, shout out the New York Knicks and all. <laughs> but I'm not going to lie to you. Like you see, I got a Kobe poster on my Oh, so you wall. like the Lakers. I've been, uh, I've been a Lake. I'm, all right. I was a Kobe fan. Okay. I'll give that to you. I respect that because I thought, you know, there's a lot of people out here right now that are Nets fans for no reason. But y'all lucky though, because D Rose was my favorite player growing up in, in middle school. Like mm-hmm. that, like since he came into the league and all that. So now I'm going to lie to you since y'all got D Rose, on the, the Knicks, you know, like, I got love for the Knicks and they doing their thing this season. Like, for real, for real. They are. It's a good it's a good feeling, but, you know, you're going to have all these bandwagon fans come out just like it was in 2013. Everyone was a Knicks fan, you know. Just no, like I told Kaz this past Monday night, I had him on my show from the MSGPM show. I told him, I said, they weren't with us the, the Derek Fisher years. They weren't with us the... Isaiah Thomas years. They weren't with us when we had Ron Baker as our starting point guard. Oh, so now all of a sudden, everyone's a Nick fan in New York. And, you know, I don't want that. You know, I don't want that because everyone at the beginning of the season and for years were clowning the Knicks because I'm a real fan. It's it's not the same. You know, go root for the Nets because that's when we know what they were doing. You're just like my man's. My man's be saying the same exact thing. I'll just be like, yo. I'll show love to the Knicks, but he's like, we don't want that love because you fake. I'm like, yeah. just a Laker fan, like, like you can't be doing that to. to no, no, but listen, man, I, I, I have no problem with you liking the Lakers because as long as it's not the Nets, because that's not a bandwagon. And you know what, Kobe was between three players really who I love watching growing up. It was Kobe, Melo, and J.R. Smith. Because J.R. Smith, I always say that was my favorite player on the Knicks. I love oh, Melo. But I liked Kobe. Kobe was my first jersey that I ever got when I was younger. I think I was three or four. So that was my favorite player, really, of all time. And, you know, from there, just watching the Knicks. And now that they're doing good, I can't I can't be having all these fake fans come and support this team. I just can't do it. But I'll yeah. tell you what, that Laker game the other night really did piss me off. I was, yeah, I was, I was tuned in. I, I had to call my mirrors. I was like, yo, told you. THT. The- oh, I, oh, I hit that three-pointer, and Derrick Rose had that missed assignment. I was pissed. I was – well, the funny thing was I got the COVID vaccine shot, like, last week, and I think allergy season's bad. So 
I was on my couch. I fell asleep as soon as the game started and I woke up and it was 20 seconds left in the overtime. And all of a sudden, that's what you want. It's It's the shot. Crazy. I was like, what happened? And then Anthony Davis and LeBron James are celebrating at the end of the game. And I'm like, these guys, that's that game pissed me off. No, I was torn in for that game. That was a, that was a good I, and I have my gripes about LeBron too. He thinks he's the, the greatest of all time, but he can't come play for the Knicks. He dogs us out every which way. He doesn't want to come play for us. Nah. But this, <laughs> I, I can't. I think I think Michael Jordan's the greatest of all time. Of course, I think Kobe's second, and then you could put LeBron in there if you want to. But it's that man. That man has gone to so many teams. LeBron. It's. I feel like LeBron's one of the greatest talents in the NBA. Yeah. He is, 100%, but I, I would have loved to seen him take on a real challenge to go to play for the Knicks, but he, he decided to go elsewhere in 2010 and play for the Heat. I'm not lie to you, bro. This is something every, every Knicks fan's going to say, but remember, the Lakers wasn't doing valid for the last <laughs> couple of years, and he just brought us a chip, so... Oh, uh, he did. But I'm glad that you guys won last year because when Kobe passed away, I think it was only right the Lakers had to win last year in honor of him, of him passing away in that helicopter incident. Yeah. But, you know, you guys are – it's it's rough for you guys this season. It's rough. Like, you guys – apparently the Knicks are a better team some way in the standings, but – Yeah, but I found it crazy because it was like we have the same record and, y'all, the Knicks is, is a higher-ranked team than the Lakers. But I was like, bro, in all honesty, that's because we didn't have AD and Braun for like the last month and a half, two months. So like, I'm not, I'm not stressing about that. As long as the Nets don't win, I think I'll be happy. Uh, the Nets is not beating my Lakers. Sorry. I, I don't like. I, I, <laughs> funny meme. I seen some funny meme. It was like, it was like, um, the Nets got all this star power, I think, and they was trying to say just to go against like, um, quickly, just. Uh, from the Knicks, I was like, "Nah, that's not funny." <laughs> but uh, yeah. let's go Knicks and hope the Lakers can rise in the standings in the Western Conference, and let's see what happens there. Rael, is there anything else you want to let your fans know? Um, you know, follow me on all socials, Rael Two CB, Two CB. You feel me? Um, new music on the way. Uh, we got Sacred merch coming on the way. Sacred, that's the label, that's the brand, family. Um, just stay tuned, feel me? Stay tuned, as you've, you've heard it from Rael first here. Thank you again for coming on the show, man. Thank you for Anytime. having me, bro. Appreciate I'm looking you. forward to the new music. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, you too.